0: Welcome to Nutrition Mission with Ansco Foods. My name is Cam Harper, and I am your host for Season One Beef, Lamb, and Iron Man, where we will be bringing you nutrition and good health from New Zealand's finest beef and lamb. Today, we will be talking to nutritionist, ultra marathon runner, and triathlete enthusiast Mickey Willardin, about the importance of nutrition for endurance, performance, and good health. And stay tuned for our Sprint to the Finish segment at the end of the podcast, where we do a series of quick fire questions. Mickey how are you?
1: I'm well thanks cam how are you?
0: I'm very well thank you so d- tell us about your sporting background and look I've known you for a while um, and I know it's extensive we could do an entire podcast on your uh, on your sporting background but give us a bit of an idea about your sporting background first and we can get into your professional background as well
1: Awesome so um, I am predominantly a runner as you said I liked the title ultra marathon runner but in truth I am much more sort of of a seasoned road. Marathoner, uh, but I am getting into the ultra marathon sort of distance. And if someone asked me my career highlights, Cam, uh, the real would include uh, Rotorua Marathon two- 2005.
0: Yes, winner.
1: Winner, thank you. Can you remember. Yep,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and also, but um, much more recently, however, uh, I just completed the Queenstown Marathon a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I Three twenty two, I think, That's
0: competitive, Mickey. That's very good.
1: I, I was really happy with the execution of the race, the training leading up.
0: So Queenstown Marathon did that recently. So what's your current training plan at the moment? What are you what are you gunning for?
1: Uh Tatawera one hundred and two hey. Okay, yes. I haven't uh, it's been on the agenda for a few years, but of course COVID has sort yeah. of curtailed that up until this point and I'm excited to train and, and do it.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And talk us through, uh, you've got one heck of a pedigree as an athlete. Talk us through professionally. Talk us through your your background there and what's brought you to where you are now.
1: Okay, so I studied um, undergrad science and physical education at Otago and then uh, completed my master's there before coming up to Auckland for a job, uh, subsequently sort of joining AUT faculty, and doing my PhD there whilst I was a lecturer and then all the meanwhile also seeing clients just on the side because of the sports nutrition um, interest but also a real passion for um, health and um, helping people be as healthy as they can and from an athlete perspective you can't train and be the best you can be unless you're healthy right so the two sort of intermingle so uh, I have I've spent probably the last 15 years um, in and out of lecturing but also uh, ble- being a clinician and currently I uh, see clients one-on-one, I run group programs around um, fat loss but also sort of athlete performance, sort of self-directed stuff.
0: I think this will be a theme of a lot of what we talk about today is balance right and, and it's, it's so important yet so many people get it wrong don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. And sometimes it's, you can get a little bit uh, caught up either in uh, not fads necessarily, but doing things the way that others might do it because you haven't quite figured out what works best for you. So, you know, you follow the lead of someone that you might look up to um, or what your mate's doing or what your coach sort of tells you to do. And I'm not saying any of that is wrong, but then can um, sort of, you can, become quite myopic I think in in certain areas so you know um, to be healthy does require a level of balance having said that when you do train for an event like Ironman it does require that balance does tip a little bit in a direction I suppose for certain weeks of the year or certain sort of periods of the year but um, I think that's just part of the course.
0: So, you know, you know a lot about preparing and competing in an endurance event. So what role does nutrition play in training for and competing in an endurance event, event like Ironman? And specifically, if you look at um, like Ansco Foods with beef and lamb and, and, and that iron intake, and we'll talk a bit more about that. But just getting good, wholesome food, beef and lamb, that kind of thing into you leading up to the event at the event, post-event, very wide-ranging question, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. And, you know, to be a successful athlete, you have to be healthy. And um, as athletes, and particularly endurance athletes, often we focus on um, our carbohydrate requirements, and it is essential to to be able to... Um, meet the requirements of both the training and recovery and, of course, in the event. However, um, protein is extremely important as well and much more important than I think a lot of endurance athletes have previously sort of thought about. But it is becoming more uh, sort of prominent in the nutrition sort of talks. And so many of the athletes I speak to, um, we have a real focus on ensuring they have appropriate uh, protein Intake and particularly female athletes, but not yeah. just female, because I see a number of um, male athletes as well, really fall short on those really nutrient rich protein based foods like beef and lamb, um, red meat, because it's such a good vehicle for a lot of the micronutrients which we don't easily get in the diet. And just as athletes, we struggle to sort of meet the requirements for. There'd be things like iron, zinc, B12. Um, and those micronutrients, in addition to protein.
0: It was interesting. We uh, were lucky enough in our last podcast to catch up with Braden Curry and Hannah Berry, and and it was awesome talking to them because they really did talk a lot about whole foods, and uh, re- especially leading up to an event like NutriGrain Ironman in Topor, and and you know the week previous, but also recovery and how much of a part. Um, that uh, Whole Foods and they also both, both specifically spoke about Ansco Foods with their beef and lamb and part of that for their recovery as well. It was really interesting.
1: Yeah, well, if you think about it, Cam, to be to get fitter as an athlete, of course you do the training, but it's within the training where you have the muscle breakdown and adaptations that um, that you then need to recover from and repair to then become a fitter, better athlete. Yeah. And in endurance training, particularly where you're going for an extended period of time, you are breaking down amino acids and protein based foods like beef and lamb are you know, some of the best sources of those amino acids that we then need to include in our recovery diet to help us rebuild and become more resilient and fitter. So I'm not surprised that you know we've got our elite athletes in the sport, Hannah and Braden, who have a real focus on that, because they are such a good example of athletes that continue to be consistent in their training and yeah. perform at their races. And it's very difficult to do that uh, Without including these whole foods not impossible but certainly very challenging to do.
0: How many times, I mean it would be endless right, it's the endless question, but as a nutritionist and somebody with the extensive background you do in, in sport and in, in science but people get it wrong mm. and quite often by the time you realise you're doing it wrong, it's quite a recovery to pull yourself back out of that, to get up to a par where you can be fueling your body properly, especially when you're under a heavy load of training like Ironman or ultra running or any mm. other sort of endurance event.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, look, absolutely. And even when I sit down and have a conversation with an athlete who is aware of the importance of these whole foods and of having a much more um, sort of balanced approach to diet, uh, they underestimate their requirements. Mm -hmm. You know, and and oftentimes this is because, and if we just again take protein as as a really good example of this, it's, uh, you know, we... World experts in protein metabolism uh, suggest that the recommended dietary intake that we are told is half of what we actually need. So we're told we need 0.8 grams per kilogram body weight per day. But that is like this minimum uh, sort of threshold for surviving. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, protein experts, they suggest that we double that to 1.6 grams per kg body weight per day. But then on top of that, you have to allow for the accelerated breakdown of muscle that yeah. occurs during endurance training, you know. So so I, I, uh, even athletes who think they're meeting the guidelines, um, I've yet to meet one that actually is. And so a really good practical tip for people listening is is to actually just calculate and see where you're at yeah. for the day. It's as easy as getting a food app like my fitness pal, easy diet diary, chronometer and then just start inputting the foods that you're eating. Yeah. Even just so because you cannot manage what you don't measure. Yeah. Yeah, and so unless you're aware of what you're doing, it's very difficult to make changes and to even know what changes might need to be made.
0: Yeah, write that down everybody. What was it?
1: You can't manage what you don't measure.
0: That's just poetry. (laughs) It really is. Um, So race is over. We've talked about this a little bit, but that recovery, I mean, it's easy to go, you know what, I'm done. I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like down the pub, whatever it looks like. But, you know, that recovery to get yourself back to a a state, because your body's in some serious trauma even right after those events for a period of time and trying to bring that back to life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so it's... I mean, the requirements post-race, certainly we need to focus on that sort of healing aspect. So, you know, pub meal aside, which isn't the worst thing in the world because you can get a good steak at a pub, right? Yeah. However, certainly I I recommend people focus on upping their protein intake further. It might be up to 24 to 2.6 grams per kilogram body weight per day just over the sort of next week and really focus on those fresh sort of antioxidant type foods as well like your dark uh, green leafy vegetables and Mm. and berries and things like that to help with getting rid of a lot of that oxidative stress and those sort of breakdown products. There's nothing easier than putting lamb chops Under a grill for six minutes each side, and then, you know, steaming some broccoli. And I'm not saying that's the meal, but, you know, that makes up, you know, a, a bulk of the meal. And also for athletes, like it isn't just iron and zinc and B12 that we need to be mindful of, it's other things like, you know, we do need cholesterol to help with our hormones. Absolutely. We need creatine to help support muscle recovery and our brains. We need carnitine, which helps with fatty acid metabolism. We need choline for our brain as well, and, and these are nutrients, and they're sort of termed zoo nutrients because you get them from animal protein. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you don't get them from plant-based protein. Not that plant-based protein is uh, shouldn't be included, but for, for people who do eat meat, it needs to. Uh, they need to ensure that they're getting uh, adequate. Quantities of that really nutrient-rich uh, protein-based foods like beef and lamb.
0: So talk to us. We've been talking a little bit about um, metabolic efficiency as well. So yeah. talk talk us through that and and you know getting enough calories at the right time and making sure you've again got that balance right as you lead up to events, during events, post events.
1: Yeah. So Cam, for an event like Ironman, because it's such a long event, I mean you'll know this. It's you know the athletes that really succeed aren't the ones necessarily that speed up. They're the ones that are able to maintain their pace. And that should be the goal. And in order to do that, you need to ideally be able to utilise all fuel substrate that you've got. So your carbohydrate stores, which we deplete on a daily basis, and so we need to replenish because we cannot store... um, because uh, we can only store, you know, 500 grams on average for a 70 kilogram uh, person, uh, but also our fat stores, and even the leanest athlete has hundreds and thousands of calories of fat stored. Mm. But it can be difficult to access if you're in a food environment where the predominant sort of nutrient source has been carbohydrates. So there's definitely now much more awareness of utilising strategies in training to help upregulate the ability to burn fat. To become more metabolically efficient uh, to then be able to, to tap into um, both fat and carbohydrate during training but of course during racing and of course you know we have the ability to do it but it does take some training to be able to do that and that largely comes down to um, fuel availability before training sessions, Mm -hmm. uh, what you do during training sessions and and setting up training sessions to specifically work on these endurance sort of based factors, uh, but also timing of carbohydrate post-session as well. And the goal isn't to, you know, minimise down carbohydrate throughout your um, racing at all. It's being able to train in a way that allows you to utilise and maximise that carbohydrate in addition to fat. So come 11, 12, 13 hours into the race, uh, or 8, 9, 10 hours into the race, you don't have any gut related issues and you're able to, um, to utilise both fuel sources.
0: So you are talking before about uh, uh, the uh, red meat with its iron, B12 and zinc. So what role do each of those have on the body and our performance?
1: Yeah, so iron is critical for um, the immune system, for the gut. It's critical to carry oxygen around the body, so energy and fatigue. It's important for um, the thyroid. Uh, zinc is important for the gut, for our immune system. And, you know, things... Like this, they come back to that. Um, or, sorry, nutrients like iron and zinc, ultimately, they're just key factors in so many places in our body that keep us healthy. Mm. That when you do fall short, you might not notice it at first, but over time, recovery becomes impaired. You're unable to sleep as well. You start getting gut related issues. And these are all going to compromise your training sessions day in, day out. So you're never able to. Uh, Complete training to the best of your ability. So you're never able to become the athlete that you were destined to be. So that's how I look at micronutrients. Like they're sort of like the oil in in a car, if you like. They keep everything running really well. um, But they, and the best way to get them in your diet is to include foods like beef and lamb because it's such a good vehicle for the micronutrients without you even really thinking about it.
0: And it's interesting, you know, talking about nutrient deficiency. So, you know, if, if you're competing in Ironman, yeah. um, how would I know I'm on the right nutrition plan for my particular body type and goals? So, I mean, male and female athletes need different types of, and amounts, I'm assuming, of these nutrients as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, certainly for some of them. So one of the first things to do, uh, if you you can do it yourself or you're working with a health practitioner who can help you sort of interpret numbers, is get baseline blood markers done, actually, right. Cam. And you know this ideally is done at the start of a season, so you know where your B12, your folate, your zinc, your iron markers like ferritin, iron, your full iron panel and your uh, complete blood count, where, you know, what do they look like? Because we can get our um, and you do that through your doctor. And from your from that, from the laboratory where you get them done, they're compared against reference ranges, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily giving you the optimal number where, where you need to be. So uh, that's why working with a health practitioner who um, looks beyond those ranges and can sort of determine, you know, where a good level for ferritin is for example for an athlete but then also compare how you feel to that sort of optimal number so it is a mixture of biomarkers and also qualitative markers as well so where's your energy at what's your body composition like are you sleeping well are you recovering well from training and then you look at your blood biomarkers and if everything is within sort of optimal range then that's a very good way to um interpret how your nutrition strategy is working yeah yeah. Whereas, if it's not, then you know what you need to work on. And what I would say is that if you do these things and you are coming up a little bit short or a lot short, it is actually quite challenging to meet that through diet alone. And that's where it is important to work with someone who understands supplements to sort of supplement, target supplements effectively.
0: Well, I mean, what what's, I'm really picking up here, Mickey, is that you know people will go down to the bike shop and drop. X dollars and a set of wheels, or, or or you know some new shoes, or whatever it is they're going to do. And hey, you know, f- power to them. Yeah. But there's literally free speed just sitting inside your body that you're just not utilizing.
1: Oh, look, totally Cam. And I know I talk biomarkers and numbers and, ter- and interpretation and all the rest of it, but it's actually not that complicated. You know, like you keep you keep maintaining balance and whole foods, and ultimately, you know, for an athlete, if you if you focus on the things that we were brought up eating, yeah, you know, meat vegetables, potatoes.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah,
1: honestly, like that would, that would get you 80% to where you probably need to be. And then it's just thinking, then, then of course timing comes into it and whatnot. But having a really good solid foundation diet um, is a really good start.
0: So how much iron does an average person need?
1: So, for an athlete, uh, female athletes need around t- or are recommended to get between 18 to 23 milligrams, and male athletes are required for around 8 to 10 milligrams. Okay. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it you know it, having a and having red meat um, around three to four times a week minimum. And in fact, I suggest that that people try to hit that most days. Um, is one of the best ways to incorporate that. The bigger you are, the bigger your steak should be. Right. Actually, yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm going better than you. <laughs> and, but actually, if we're thinking about a time-poor athlete, you actually might be more better off getting like a, a you know, a beef roast. Yeah. Or a lamb roast or something. Putting that puppy in a slow cooker.
0: I get hungry with these things. <laughs> don't you?
1: And then you've got like you've got that prep done because a lot of a good diet you know preparation is required to to ensure you've got what you need available cuz It is convenient, but for some reason, you know, grabbing takeaways appears to be more convenient for some people. Uh,
0: uh, Unfortunately. You're listening to Nutrition Mission with Ansco Foods. My name is Cam Harper, and we have Mickey Willardon as our guest today. So, Mickey, meal planning is important with busy work and family schedules. Any tips to make it easier?
1: Yes. So, the aforementioned slow cooker. Yes. That is 100%, I recommend doing that. S- Spend actually prioritizing ninety minutes at some time during the week, so you're planning your meals out. Mm. So not only do you know what you're um, buying at the supermarket, supermarket, and making it easier to to um, navigate that, be it online or in person, but you're you're not wasting food as well. And then doing things like um, pre-cooking sausages, uh, hard-boiling a dozen eggs. Yeah prepping um uh little containers of your you know oats and protein powder or whatever it is that you're having for breakfast like do all that in advance and and it might seem like you know you're spending more time at the start of the week but when you are tired you're training twice a day you're juggling work and family on top of it you'll definitely uh notice a benefit from having that prep time sort of built into your built into your weekly planner
0: it seems that more and more people in modern society are, are having general health issues, and we're talking a lot about elite athletes. But for the normal everyday person that could be listening to this, or people that you may see in your professional capacity, just walking around the streets, you know how does it how does it work for them? How does Red Meat help with them with some of the issues they may face?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, we're all human. Yes. And all of us actually struggle with a lot of the things that we've talked about, with meeting their protein requirements, knowing what it is that they need, and one of the best things that um, your sort of everyday average person could do is probably start the day with a decent hit of protein, actually, yeah, because what you eat at the start of the day really impacts how you feel and subsequently how much you eat for the rest of the day. And protein helps regulate appetite, stabilise blood sugar, helps even out your mood, which um, then leads into your sort of energy levels. And as, you know, Kiwis, and actually most people in the Western world, if you like, we sort of are quite light on protein breakfast and lunch mm. and then come to dinner and we've got a you know sufficient amount of protein there. But that sort of looks like we're protein heavy at dinner because it's so much more than what we're having during the day. Whereas I mentioned sort of calculating protein requirements earlier on in, in our discussion, but if you were to distribute that three to four times across the day, and build your meals around that, it would go a long way to helping address a lot of the problems that we see in sort of that general population. And
0: um, your favourite beef and lamb recipe? What's your go-to?
1: i um, got to say, I just love mints, actually. Yeah. Love mints, and what I what I did last week was really delicious, and this might... Well, if it grosses people out, they need to sort of change their thought process around it, but we got liver. Yes. We got um, mints. We mixed it together.
0: Liver's nice, though. Great.
1: Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. And then we put some Moroccan seasoning on it. So it took literally, that took maybe four minutes. And then we made it into meatballs and we air fried them.
0: That sounds really good, eh? It was so delicious. So it's interesting, you know, I mean, this is kind of away from what we're chatting about, but I was brought up on a sheep farm back oh, nice. in, the, in the olden days. And so we've always been brought up that, just you know you use what's available to you so liver's no issue
1: yeah and i think uh, it is certainly sort of come back around you know with regards to using that nose to tail yeah. um, and it's so cheap and you know we've been talking about iron and zinc and, and everything there but actually beef liver is has most recently been shown in published literature to be the best source of these nutrients really seven grams of wow. it yeah
0: that's incredible yeah so finally we're going to end with a sprint finish you love a good sprint finish is that going to be you at the end of the Tarawera 102k (laughs)
1: sprint finish that is my my goal
0: maybe a sprint crawl yeah maybe Uh, so I'm going to ask a few questions yeah and the first thing that comes into your mind is what your answer will be is that okay yeah yeah sure so you ready yeah okay you're a morning person or a night person morning yeah I think everyone is yeah what's your favourite hobby that's not sport
1: drinking craft beer
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you look at your, um, this is out of the Sprint British stuff, if you look at your socials, there's a lot of that.
1: I love it so much. You
0: and Cam Langsford.
1: <laughs> it's fun.
0: Uh, is nutrition an art or a science? Both. It is, isn't it? Definitely. And yeah. uh, now you're off to a barbecue. Which meat do you take? What meat do you take? Steak. Yeah? Yeah. And when that gets cooked, what are we talking? Are we a, are we a rare, a medium rare, a medium? What are you looking for?
1: I'd say rare because it often comes out medium rare. Yeah, it does. Yeah, hedge
0: bets. Yeah, it does, because you kind of got to go for the rear because you've got to let it rest. Exactly. It's, there's an art to a barbecue, isn't there?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Mickey, thank you very much for everything today. You've been an absolute star. Thank you so much for coming along.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Cam. It's been great.
0: We've made it to the finish line of our second podcast of Nutrition Mission with ANSCO Foods, Season 1, Beef, Lamb and Iron Man. Thank you, Mickey, for joining us, and thank you for tuning in to Nutrition Mission with ANSCO Foods. If you enjoyed our podcast and want to find out more, head to anscofoods.com forward slash Ironman for more insights and news. Make sure you tune in next time when we'll be talking to Nick Gill, All Black Strength and Conditioning Coach, about what you need to do to achieve your full physical potential.